I'm an 80-year-old man inside, so suck on that. It's not as good it. as the original. Original Werther's, that is. That's how I judge every film. Is this film better or worse than a Werther's original? That's your <laughs> rating system? <laughs> yeah, that's how I judge every film. The Green well, Mile, better than a Werther's. Right. Like, I guess what, what film is equivalent to a Werther's? Base. Okay, live action is full metal. Is that better or worse than a Werther's? Worse! There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. <sighs> we are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Yellow. Casey. Exposition. And Juice. Hi. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? This week, we're wrapping up Razzie Month, and I'm making a police report. Where we watch the best of the worst. Films that have gotten a golden raspberry. So far this month, we've gotten our laps danced on by showgirls. We went to the sewers to eat pizza with 2014's Ninja Turtles. And got to slow sip a Bruce Willis ego-sized cup of cappuccino with Hudson Hawk. Juice... You're finishing this month out. Before the wrap-up music cuts you off, tell us what you brought this week. This week, I brought something that I thought was going to be near and dear to my heart. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's poor attempt at Avatar The Last Airbender series. The Last Airbender. Why would you bring this when you know we all just watched it for the first time, no, you son of a bitch? this is great timing. Is it? Just before we get ahead of ourselves, you need to give us an elevator pitch and sell us on this movie. So here's your setup. After a rough night out, you just woke up sopping wet in a ball of ice. Turns out you passed out in the Arctic and have been frozen for 100 years. And your Fire Nation landlord is coming after you hard for all the missed rent. So in the 10 seconds before he sets you on fire, sell us on this movie. All right. Let's get M. Night Shyamalan to remake that Nickelodeon classic Avatar about a boy who needs to learn to control all of the elements in order to save the world. Nine seconds. Very nice. Yeah. Well, Casey, I got some bad news on this front. So you were the one that actually broke me out of this ice ball uh, with my glowing eyes. I'm literally beating the fuck out of my landlord right now. And I send this huge blast that blows you and him off the cliff. Accidentally, I didn't see that you were standing there. My bad. So before you hit it's the okay. ground, you got to sell us this movie in 10 seconds. What if we gave Avatar The Last Airbender a frontal lobotomy performed by Dr. M. Night Shyamalan? Get your jewel cup, kids. Seven, Seven seconds. seconds. Case, right. nice. Well done. Juice, Case, I feel like you guys did a good job, but why don't we go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched? The Last Airbender. The story begins by introducing Sokka and Katara from the Southern Water Tribe, who find Ang frozen in a ball of ice with his flying bison. He's not intentionally being an asshole. That's how they pronounce the names in this movie. We just found out <laughs> ten years too late. We're sorry we're late on the game, but it doesn't piss us off any less. As it happens, Ang is the Avatar. See, there are magic powers in this world which correspond to the four elements, you know, earth, water, wind, and fire. Those who can use this magic are called benders, and most of them can only bend one element. But 
The Avatar is unique because the Avatar can bend all four elements. However, upon being told that Aang was the Avatar, he didn't like that, and he ran away and ended up getting frozen in ice for 100 years, like the world's worst kinder surprise. Oh, he'd be illegal in this country. <laughs> are kinders illegal here? Yes! The ones with toys in them are, yes. Yeah! They're a choking hazard for children. <laughs> so is your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you lobbed me up for that one, Champ. That's fair. Good I was actually day. just going to say I'm exactly the kid who would have eaten the chocolate egg with the toy inside. <laughs> you so. always see if it's hollow or not. What the fuck is wrong with you? Chocolate, How do you bitch? have a good job? <laughs> that worries me. There is a nation for each element. And the Fire Nation has been at war with pretty much everybody for the past hundred years. After Ang is found, Prince Zuko with the Fire Nation shows up and threatens to kill everybody unless Ang surrenders to him. Because, here's the thing, the Avatar has been missing for 100 years and there is one hell of a bounty on his head. Katara and Sokka decide this kid that they just met is suddenly their responsibility and hop on Ang's flying bison to give chase. Ang lets himself out of prison when they get there, and they decide they might as well just end the war while they're out. You know. Get some men well. Stop the war. It's on the way. <laughs> First, Ang goes back to his people only to discover that they were wiped out by the Fire Nation a hundred years ago. Which causes Ang to flip his lid, and his tattoos light up, and his eyes light up. He angrily taps into all of his avatar power, and then... Katara risks death to try and calm him down, which sort of works, but mostly it's the spirit dragon he meets that tells him to calm down because he's not fully in control of his avatar power, and it, it's complicated. Okay, so the next time I come home, um, <clears throat> how do I put this, out of my wits, I'm going to say that I'm in the avatar state and not that I could blow like a .18. So <laughs> let's call super drunk my avatar state and maybe be a little fucking nicer, okay? Somebody God. was bloodbending alcohol in me. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my fault. Well, Ang reveals that he doesn't know how to bend all four elements yet. He's only an air master since oh. his training got cut short by, you know, being frozen for a century. Yeah. So Team Avatar decides to head to the Northern Water Tribe where he can learn waterbending. On the way, the team gets captured by the Earth Nation and imprisoned with disheartened earthbenders. Turns out, they were just waiting for a speech from Ang, who happily delivers, and they instantly rebel, freeing themselves from the Fire Nation. You remember how unions were formed, like just kids yelling at adults? Yeah, you sad. <laughs> That's how we got where we're at. Ong's been there four minutes and he starts a revolution. It's incredible. But the Fire Nation is plotting. Prince Zuko was exiled and scarred by his father and thinks he'll get his honor back by capturing the Avatar. However, another Fire Nation soldier, General Zhao, is competing to capture the Avatar and win the adoration of the Fire Lord. It's sort of like the Bachelor, but with a lot more fire and human trafficking. General Zhao succeeds in capturing Ang, but Zuko puts on a mask and springs him with some scimitars so he can get the glory. In the escape, 
in the escape, Zuko's mask slips off when he almost dies. And Ung chooses to save Zuko's life. Oh, I should bet. Well, really, we should be clear. His, his mask comes off because some archer fires a fucking impossible shot at a guy that he can't see and perfectly nails him in the face from, like, 300 yards away. It's a goddamn great shot. All right, well, Team Avatar finally makes it to the Northern Water Tribe, which is a massive city of ice in the North Pole, and it has a special koi pond. Sokka immediately falls in love with the city's princess. Katara and Ang learn waterbending, and there is calm before the storm. The minute they get waterbending down, General Zhao of the Fire Nation shows up with an army of boats and begins besieging the city. Hiya! Prince Zuko uses the cover of battle to sneak in and capture Ang, but General Zhao kills one of the two koi fish in the pond because conveniently, that is where the moon spirit lives now. He's a sneaky snake that found a fish. Sokka's girlfriend sacrifices her life to restore the moon spirit. General Zhao is killed by the waterbenders in a vicious way. And Ang gets free and goes into avatar mode, raising a wall of ocean water, which causes the Fire Nation to run away and everyone to bow to Ang. At the Fire Nation, we get all hot for the sequel, which is revealed that Zuko's sister, Azula, will be the next villain. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to watch the sequel and see what happens next. Who did we vote Azula to be played by? A 16-year-old Michelle Yeoh make it happen, Elon Musk? Figure it out. I wouldn't say that was a vote so much as you dictated that that was what you okay, wanted. Okay, well, if we can't do musicals, I can do a 16-year-old Michelle Yeoh in a non-sexual that was, way. Cause that's it was like a really now. aggressive vision board that you were just putting out what you wanted <laughs> into the universe. That's what I'm learning in my monk training. Just yell it loud enough and someone will eventually, I mean the universe, will eventually give it to you to shut you the fuck up. <laughs> Namaste. Cinemites, in this episode, we will have many comparisons of The Last Airbender, the movie, against its source anime. Even though the anime does a much better, a much better job, our goal is not to compare them so much, but to contrast why the anime has such a cult following and where the film comes up short. Okay, I'm sure we're going to probably digress once or twice into being little crybaby bitches, but we'll try to keep it short. I would never. I'm appalled that you would even suggest that. Okay, everybody stop reading right to left. Let's not focus on the anime, but talk about the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. The Last Airbender. This was a multi-raspberry winner, Juice. Good for you, you little shit. <sighs> multi-raspberry. Yeah, five, specifically. Five. Five? Yeah, yeah five. Holy five. So shit. What did it? <laughs> okay, name one. Well, worst director for M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Well earned. Uh, well, earned. well earned. I I I thought, who the fuck thought that was a good idea? And then M Night Shyamalan's name came on the screen, and I went, <laughs> Oh, everything makes sense now. The world is fucking complete. Does it? There's no twist though. No, like it's. It, it's that, that half-ass kind of single-minded, 
idea that just misses the mark. You know, he reminds me a lot of Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, right? There's there's and and this there's some good parallels between The Last Airbender and Zack Snyder films like Watchmen where there are shots that look beautiful but it misses the fucking point. You are getting so off course here. Having M. Night Shyamalan do The Last Airbender would be like having H.R. Geiger host fucking Sesame Street. It doesn't make sense. Those are just two things that shouldn't go together. Like, kids don't need to see, like, robot titty alien factories. We don't want that. We don't need it. I think we need to point out that Last Airbender was up against Adam Sandler films, Little Fockers, (laughs) Sex and the City 2, and basically the not another teen movie version of Twilight named Vampire Suck, which we'll get into the seven degrees of Twilight in this fucking movie, but it's there. Uh, trust me. It is. That speaks volumes about this film. Honestly, though, based solely on the covers of those movies, I don't think this is worse than those, but it is worse than Repo Men, which was also nominated that year that we've seen on <sighs> Shitty Cinema. Was it really? What yes. What was it for? For worst picture. Okay, gotcha. Um, That's a lot. I feel like that's really fucking harsh. Jesus. Now, I think we need to talk about how this is a second cousin to Twilight because Jasper Hale from Twilight is in this film as Sokka or Sokka. Every time, every fucking time. Okay, number one, he was probably the worst actor because he can't pronounce his own fucking name right. It, and he wasn't funny like in the anime. Can we can we talk about the pronunciation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's get this out of the way. All right. So, I I I need to defend the last Airbender for a moment. Well, I need and, you to get off my lawn. I need you to get off my lawn. I'm also gonna defend M Night Shyamalan for a moment, but. Stay tuned because I'm going to make it. I'm I'm going to do it in the vein of Shyamalan himself. I'm going to imitate, you know, life imitates Excuse art or me. some hold on, shit hold like on. that. I'm going to imitate art. Excuse me. I did not paint a giant blue arrow on my forehead in eyeliner for you to disrespect me in my own home. But you know what? Go on. Go on. So the reason is that Shyamalan was really concerned and wanted to bring the Asian authenticity back in and pronounce them the ways that Asian people would pronounce them. And he honored that diversity by hiring white people for the three main characters. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, so so he went more authentic on the pronunciation and less authentic on the casting. Right. Bold choice. Bold choice. It's like, (laughs) I'm going to give $100 to the fire department, and then I'm going to get $1,000 to (laughs) Al-Qaeda. It's about balance. Right. Like, so that's how that works. (laughs) There are absolutely people on the internet claiming that Avatar The Last Airbender is cultural appropriation because it's Americans making a Japanese-style anime. And to be clear, those people are wrong and silly. But Shyamalan's not helping the case here. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I wasn't agreeing with you. If you were to base it on the movie alone, I'm like, okay, you know what? I will write an angry postcard. Okay, but but returning back to Sosoka or Sokka. It's fucking Sokka! It is Sokka. The, The actor isn't really... One-dimensional would be would be kind to him. At no point does... 
he elicit any emotion at all. Okay, time out. He had two emotions, vaguely angry and Botox surprised. It's just every time someone else was the main focus on screen, he has his mouth open in the background. Like, are you catching flies? Are you that hungry that you're just trying to catch fucking flies flying in your mouth, Sokka? You are disrespecting that character. No, I'm with you, Casey. I was not impressed with Sokka's Soka's performance at all. He wasn't funny. He no. even like the the remarks that like made him charming yeah. weren't even charming. You called that out earlier, Juice. You made a really good observation that Sokka has no levity in this movie at all. And there's none of that lighthearted, comedic, charismatic element that makes you like him from the anime present in his character. He's just, like, super serious and ridiculous in in the airbender, in the last airbender movie. And he yeah, looks he... old and crusty as fuck. I'll say it. He looks <laughs> and... way too old to be a 15 or 16. Can we stop casting 25-year-olds as 15-year-olds? You're not fooling anyone. But do you You're really not. want to see a 15-year-old try to act? Everybody like, suck. Are... Don't spoil it. Every yeah, fucking yeah. buddy sucked in this movie acting-wise. It like, wasn't kid actors or, you know, adults. They're not special. Okay, but Sokka, Sokka didn't just win a Razzie for this movie, right? He won a Razzie for this and Twilight. Dude was fucking on a shit roll this year. Yeah, Jasper. That's, that's putting some numbers on the board. That right. is very impressive. Dave, didn't you say Jessica Alba was nominated for four? Four separate movies <laughs> that year. Yeah, four we're supporting movies. actress for her performance across four unrelated franchises. <laughs> they couldn't That's pick one of harsh. them that was any worse. I, I I wonder if I've seen any of them. That kind of makes me sad for her. I'm sorry, girl. That sounds like some good fodder for shitty cinema. M. Night Shyamalan was a master of showing without telling, and we could have used so much more of that in this film. All of the dialogue was purely plot exposition, plot exposition. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. For example, the grandma spoke purely in, like, TJ Maxx framed plaques, like, live, laugh, <laughs> love, if you want to defeat the Fire Nation, and always remember... The ornaments of a home are the friends who inhabit it. Like, okay, okay, Ralph Waldo Emerson, we fucking get it. Can you just actually tell me, like, can you just point me in the direction of the North Pole? Everything's fucking snow and ice out here. Just point. The greatest part about that is that when you said that when we were watching it, Juice challenged you on it, and then she immediately said that battles are won in the heart, and I fucking died because it just showed that she was just pulling those fucking TJ Maxx cards out. Let's not forget, however, The Last Airbender won for the worst eye-gouging effects. Listen, I want to agree, but Momo and Appa were never fucking on screen for them to animate. Like, they didn't want you to see Appa's face. You see it, like, maybe twice every other time Appa's on screen. He's either, like, at his face behind a bush or a building, like... They were not yeah. trying to spend that kind of money. No, they really tried to cheap out. But the worst special effects was for specifically the 3D effects, which we didn't really get to 
appreciate in their full awful glory. But you can see the moments in the movie where they're like, oh, blob of water coming at you. Look at this giant stone. Ooh. The bending performed by the actors wasn't too bad, but they were really inconsistent. And I think that counts towards the shitty special effects where one character will do almost no movements and they get a really cool bending. And then six guys do a 10 second long kata and make like a five pound rock levitate across the screen in another one of the cool 3D moments. Yes, yes, yes. Like that counts as shitty special effects when you just are so inconsistent with them that I make note of it. (laughs) <laughs> right so when ang gets caught by zuko and Iro, he decides to like backflip while he's all tied up and like push himself out of the door of the room and it's a really like three quick moves and he woo he's out of there but then when later he's in the middle of battle he has to do like the first two acts of madam fucking butterfly just to, like force push a guy we're like okay you pushed one dude 10 feet. You shot yourself out of a fucking boat and went through corridors with just like three flicks of the wrist. Wh- why? How? How? I don't know. I feel like it, when it comes to trying to match up the bending with the respective martial arts that they re- they represent, like you really got to take some strides. And I feel like the animated series did it a lot better. I agree. They... they cut a lot more corners to make it look pretty is where M. Light Shalamanamanam was over here like, hey, we're going to be like super authentic and it really needs to like match up, but then it just throws the timing off on everything. I don't know if they had one, but I feel like they were in desperate need of a dance choreographer to work with a fight choreographer. Or, well, really the special effects choreographer. Maybe. I'm not I'm not sure, though, that the, the martial arts like action choreography was really that bad i'm not saying it was we're talking about the inconsistency of how much build-up do you have to do a simple action compared to a complicated action sure i i get you there right there there is something about how there is a, a big inconsistency with ang spending a bunch of time to do relatively minor effects and then sometimes just spending no time it looks very similar to some like chinese theater dance and things yeah, of that sure. nature they should have had someone come in because you shouldn't have to do a 15 fucking minute routine to like swat <laughs> someone off a bridge compared to like Can three I... moves. And again, GPS your way backwards out of a goddamn boat. That's, That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. While we all take issue with the step to action ratio. We got to go into Casey's corner just for a second. Just like get a toe in, get a toe in. We'll only stay for a second. I swear to God. You Okay. Everybody got a toe? Okay. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Thank you. When Aang is caught by Zuko and Iro, and he escapes the ship, we are cheated of one of the best scenes in the water book, which is Iro yes. and Zuko combo making a fucking fireball. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're yeah, cheated and, that. And they, they took that. I get what they were doing there. But it would have been awesome if we could have got to see when the two of them combined together to throw a fireball and to flex it. It was just awesome in the anime, and they missed opportunity in The Last Airbender. It was kind of important, I feel like. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know important. And, and it conflicts with the ethos of, of one of the changes of M. Night Shyamalan. I mean, really, the, the bending in this is much weaker. He wanted it to be more realistic. And I guess it sort of comes out more impotent. Right. Okay. But everybody has magic powers controlling an element. How do you make that more fucking realistic? Come on. Well, that's why... That's why one of the things that's different between The Last Airbender, the movie, and the anime is that firebenders have to use existing fire in most cases. Summoning fire from scratch is super rare. Yeah, and but so Eero can do it. It's more realistic, right? And 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 that's the one of the ways that, that Shyamalan was trying to present the bending. I think it fails. Absolutely it fails. It really just... <sighs> feel like it really kicked me in the shin, but Jay, thanks for going up to bat for me. But I know there's something weighing heavier on your heart. Yeah, and that, that really gets me to the heart of one of the things that drives me nuts about The Last Airbender. And that's that in the anime, Aang is an air master very early. And one of the notable things about him is that he invents a specific... A specific airbending ability, which is a ball of air that he rides around like a scooter called the air scooter. It's fucking awesome. It's a signature part of Aang and what makes him him. And we don't get any of it in this movie. Not a single time. And it is a goddamn disappointment. I have been hearing about this for days because we previewed the movie. Like, it yeah. literally, we were on a walk supposed to be giving me, like, a mock interview for uh-huh. For a job I was applying for. And the first 25 minutes was this. This airball motherfucking argument. Yeah. The air scooter's fucking important. It's critical to Aang, man. It, it's one of the most signature things of him. And the movie doesn't even use it once. I am... Hold on. I am with you 100%, Jay. And it's not just that... It is every part of this movie, every single facet that made a character unique in the original series is completely stripped from them and they are just the most, we just talked about it recently with Sokka. He is serious and he always has a plan, but what made Sokka Sokka is that he fucked up and he had like a comical attitude about everything. Okay, there was I'm none of not that. arguing with you guys about that. I'm saying all your points are valid, but... And then you say, but if they refuse to animate two major fucking characters in the movie, <laughs> don't think they're going to animate a right. special move. We have 20 uh, it's like episodes. A Falcon Punch. We don't have the money for it. We have 20 episodes worth of the anime to get through here. That's 5.2 minutes per episode. Right. They do not Bing. have time for the goddamn air scooter. Zip, zap, zap. Get him out of here. So Aang might not have had his air balls, but he did have a cool fight scene in the air temple where he looked like he was like slapping people at the slats of an old Hollister changing room. That was neat, right? It was their training center where you would like, they had slats that looked like, you know, those uh, giant window slides that you slide sideways and then turn, except for you're supposed to do it all with air. Oh, see, I was thinking more like the... Uh... You know, in conference centers, that accordion wall that they'll pull out of the yes! Yes! wall to yes. slide across the room. It's like one of those with a few more slits cut in it. But yeah, it's a pretty goddamn good martial arts sequence. I like it as a justification for the whole one at a time trope. 
where he's opening and closing the gates to only allow one person in at a time, it works as an excuse for why he never has to fight more than one guy. Yeah, yeah no, I, I did not hate that scene whatsoever. And and that also has some good sword combat with the Zuko character dressed up in the, the mask as the blue devil. He does some pretty awesome sword fighting in that. Yeah, it's a pretty well shot and well choreographed fight sequence. Like, I don't, I, I, one thing I've said before is that one of the things required for a really good martial arts film is that it has to have a fight sequence somewhere in it that is both well done and only works in the mythos of that movie. And I don't want to say that this is a good martial arts movie because it's not. But that scene hits the requirements. It's well shot. It's well choreographed. It incorporates the bending powers in a really unique way. It's just a good sequence. I find it hard to disagree with Dave. Blue Devil action scene is great. And thank God for stuntmen and masks that are incorporated into the outfit. But I need to know from you, God has a gun to your head. What tribe are you with? Why would God have to put a gun to my head to give me air- magic bending oh powers? Oh, God. You guys ask this every fucking week. And God I'll just tell you again, he works heads. in mysterious ways. <laughs> like with like guns. Like he's robbing of buddies, okay? <laughs> you know, earthbending seems like it would be a really useful ability to have but airbending you can fly and that is just i've been waiting on the flying cars and it looks like that's probably never gonna happen so Uh i just want a kite stick that i can fly to work to and just skip all the traffic every day juice uh very similar i've always thought that like water bending was really cool especially not only when they introduced that like at least in this series, the water bending kind of had healing elements to it. But also that when I discovered blood bending was a thing, I was like, I need to learn how to do that. Absolutely. I would also be the water tribe for the blood bending and the healing. But so I have to agree OP. with Dave to an extent here because, I mean, air bending is cool. You can use it in a, it's just more versatile. And I mean, flying. So. Right. Actually, but also, you could blood bend a pilot into flying you wherever the fuck <laughs> you want to. So, I mean, there's that. And let me also say, for the petty in me, I would love to bend, I would love to blood bend someone into like a, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> Jay, what about you? If you could bend any element, what's your, what's your bendables? I'd, I'd absolutely have to go with air. Air seems to be the most versatile and also flying. Flying's fucking awesome. So, and and if I could get a flying air bison, that would even be more premium. Quick question. Yeah. So if I learned how to airbend as a waterbender, couldn't I just bloodbend you into making me fly with your airbending? <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know I if you get that level of control. It's sort of uh, implied that could. you have to be born with the capacity of bending. So Right. No, if you're an airbender and I meet you as a waterbender, I'm just going to bloodbend you into flying me to Hawaii. Yeah, you could do that. Probably. You know what? Actually, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. I'm changing my answer. I'm going firebending, and here's why. All of the other elements are like owning a pickup truck. Eventually, someone's going to ask you to do them a favor with your bending ability. Can't do no favors with firebending. The worst case scenario is, hey, Dave, you want to come get drunk at my bonfire and, like, make it do cool shit? Yes, I goddamn do. Yes, yes, I do. 
Hey, well. Dave. So, like, maybe I got in a little over my head in Vegas and I need to burn my house down. So I'm going to get everything I need out by, like, Saturday 9 p.m. And I'm right. going to go on vacation and, like, use credit cards and shit and verify purchases. Could you, like, burn my house down without using accelerant so we could just make this happen? Thank Whatever. You. Nobody's <laughs> calling me for help with their flooded basement. Nobody needs some earth moved for their new in-ground pool or a last-minute flight that they missed to work. I just get to do cool shit with fire. You just get to destroy shit. And let me just point out right here and now, as your friend, I will require you to do a lot more for me as a firebender than any other kind of bender, even if I don't have special powers. <laughs> hey, this guy cut me off earlier. This is his license plate. Um, I'm going to white pages him. And if we could just like go burn down his car and just send a message. Great. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, but I mean, if you just take earthbending, then you can just make walls of rock appear in front of their car yeah. at 70 miles an hour. Wow, that's really dark. <laughs> I was going to blood bend them into driving off themselves. So it's like a choice, kind of. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's like, not a choice. Oh, fucking highway <laughs> is always being constructed on. No, here's what you do, fuck Casey. The roads up. Fix the roads, you bitch. You, you just blood bend one arm. Just right. one. Which one's stronger? Why are you killing yourself? Why are you killing yourself? <laughs> Okay, time out. We need to talk about the darkest part of this film, which is when Eero talks a teenager into killing herself to become a fucking fish, maybe? Question mark? Does that sound like clickbait? Because that was this movie. That was clickbait. It's hard because I have the context from the anime and I understand what's supposed to happen. But In a yeah, vacuum. without that fucking context... He just tells her, like, hey, maybe you should give up your life. And she does to restore the fish back to life. And it is it mine to give whole... up? But it's not like she actually kills herself. She lays down in a pool and then her hair turns from white to black and she's dead. Like, yeah, that's how that works when you die. He still talks her into, like, mentally killing herself. No, she he talks her into saving the entire fucking water tribe and bringing the moon spirit back together. So, yeah. They fight off the Fire Nation. He's less Kevorkian and more Manson. I just don't trust it. They they did okay. not do a good now job that, with Eero. Now in that this movie. also plays into the fact that when it happened in the anime series, or when it happened in the Nickelodeon series, Iroh had such a backstory and such a building up that I absolutely loved his character and it made complete sense. Right, in but this in it the was film, just like it's just an old guy telling this, like, TikTok teen to kill herself. It's not <laughs> cool. They didn't develop shit. Right, right. We miss out on all of the character development from the anime that makes him one of the most beloved characters. He's not likable in this film. And that kills me because I've been on Team Iroh forever. Forever. Right. I agree. Forever, ever. I loved him at his granddad bod, bitch, okay? Not just when he got fit in prison. You've been on Team Iro for, like, the two months since they added yeah, it. Yeah, well, Let's that's fair. true. Yeah. We interrupt this regular programming with a special offer of $500 to a Cinemite that can name one person who acted in this movie. And go. Wait, you can't, actually. Let me save you the time. Because not only are there kid actors, but there's adult actors, and they all suck fucking equally, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
I feel like Dev Patel, the actor that played Zuko, is probably the best in the movie. That's not saying much, but I do agree with you. Uh, like okay. he, he he played the tortured soul very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays the angsty teen, you know, the Holden Caulfield type decently well. I I feel like I can get behind his performance at least. All right, I'm putting in my vote then for Damon Gupton. He played Monk Gyatso. He doesn't have any dialogue, so he can't fuck it up. Oh! <laughs> oh, right? he did okay. have No, I will eyes, say so... I have one character, okay. and I don't know who played him or what he was, but the, the Earth Monk that visited the Southern Air Temple where Aang, or Ang, however you want to say it, got abducted, he was probably the best actor of the entire movie. Yeah. yeah, the Benedict The guy Bender. that betrayed him. Oh. Yeah, I feel like he gave self. the most genuine performance the of the entire Bender. movie, for sure. Yeah, he did look, like, happy, surprised, shocked, and then, like, oh, shit, you're, like, 100 years old, but you're a kid. And, like, oh, sorry, by the way, I kind of stabbed you in the back, too. He gets a bag of coins Bye. on his way out, turns his back, walks, oh, doesn't shit. fucking look back, and goes. That's the key maker. What? Really? Key maker. Yeah, he was in The Matrix. He was oh, also no a wonder. ninja assassin. He's the tattoo master from the beginning of it. Oh! <gasps> I love... Oh, I love it! Wait a minute. Can I bring everybody down for a second? Are we all ready to plunge into clinical depression if we're not already drowning? Perf. So, for the fans of Avatar The Last Airbender, in the episode Tales of Bossing Say... There's the, like, little quarter part named the Tales of Iroh. The guy who plays Iroh, uh, Mako, as he goes by in Hollywood, sings the song Leaves from the Vine about his son who just died in battle. So here's where it gets worse. He's saying that, and you know it's like the most heartbreaking anime song ever because he breaks down in the middle of it. He's saying that when he found out he was dying from cancer and he actually died and didn't get to fucking record the next season. Oh, so, like, good night. Enjoy on. going to sleep Why, tonight. You, Think the, about that. On. Listen we to the song. Talking. We're talking about the movie. No, yeah. I know, but if I had to know it, I had to share. It's been eating me alive for, like, three fucking weeks when I found that on a random, like, splinter off. My 13-year-old emo heart right now is just loving you and crying at the same Thank time. Thank you. You've ruined juice, Casey. Sometimes yeah. we like to be sad, you little bitch. Right. Sometimes you got to get into the pits, like, you know, watching the Nina arc in uh, Full Metal oh, Alchemist, no. where she gets turned Man, to the donkey. that's another oh, one. Oh, yeah. No one in this film is as flat as Sokka. <laughs> God, sure. I feel like I, based on his face, he is perfect yeah. for a Twilight movie. But for this movie, if we're trying to like cast it well, no, they, they took a character this movie. who is even even though he sort of starts out as that trope of uh, a character who's kind of annoying but effective and grows into really eff, uh, uh, an affable, kind character that offers comedic relief and we got none of those character aspects at all in the last year but no. he's not funny he's not amused no. he's not having fun and i have no reason to like him what's crazy is i feel like they 
they developed Zuko more than yeah. they developed Sokka, and they don't do that really till the third. But I mean, they like start planting the seeds, but they don't like outwardly try to humanize him until way fucking later. You couldn't try to humanize he was, Sokka uh, uh, for Shyamalan us. Shyamalan was obviously setting that up because he added a line where Aang says, "Oh, I could see us being friends," or some some absurd line like that. Right, to, we can to be just, friends, you just know. Foreshadow. That's not foreshadowing. That's just fucking writing it in the stars in an awful way. I just feel like Zuko was painted to be this like one and a half dimensional character that also creeps on kids when he's like trying to give exposition of why he got kicked out of his dad's yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, it was supposed to be touching God, because he's like crying, scene. but like Chris Hansen showed up too soon and put the kibosh on that. That like, is, you know, what I mean? like oh. he didn't open any zemas. Okay, I don't you're know. right. That might that might be Legally. the worst and most awkward exposition in the last Airbender. Oh, I don't know. Grandma's speech at the beginning, where it was just like weird <laughs> yeah, okay. TJ Maxx platitudes, like if you're in the kitchen, don't start bitching. Zuko has a conversation, an awkward, uncomfortable conversation with an eight-year-old to get at his own backstory. It is insane, and it makes no sense. I don't know. I will defend M. Night Shalomanam at this point, because when we get later into the Avatar series, we start to learn how much of like a repressed culture state the fire nation is it alludes to a place like north korea where everybody's controlled and you go up to a kid and if that kid doesn't know the lore of your king nation's godson then you like don't deserve to exist i feel like he was trying to pay homage to that no i do agree it was done awfully and completely distastefully and just used to give exposition well, guys, I think we've talked enough about The Last Airbender and M. Night Shalomanam's poor attempt to get what was initially a really great show. So, we have one final question to all of our friends out there. Jay, M. Night Shalomanam's rendition of The Last Airbender, would you sit down and watch it again? Man. I really wanted to like this. I have a great affinity for the Nickelodeon cartoon. It was fantastic. I really enjoyed the characters. I was emotionally invested in it. It was a great story. I had a lot of fun with it. And I had none of that exciting, fun character development is in The Air, the Last Airbender. There are moments, and, and it reminds me, again, of Zack Snyder, there are moments where I'm like, man, this is ripped exactly from the show and I get this visual, but it just, it doesn't deliver on anything else that really got me invested in it. And I don't think any of the characters have any motivation to care about each other. I don't understand what decisions were made and what to cut from the season, what to include. No, I'm, I'm not going to watch this again, Juice. But I guess the question is for Dave. Dave, M. Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. Would you watch it again? I actually watched this movie years ago before I had seen Avatar The Last Airbender, the TV series. And at the time when I watched it, it was just kind of a boring, flat movie. And coming back to it this time after watching the TV show and really digging it, I actually kind of enjoyed seeing how wrong they got it. And I was having Ew. some fun with that. 
But that ran out of steam about 20, 25 minutes into this film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it still had another hour and 20 left to come at me with. There's a couple pretty competent uh, stunt and fight scenes in this movie. And there was an admirable effort made, but the film around it is just so fucking slow and flat. And everybody just talks at me. It's not even slow, actually. It just it puts no energy behind what it does do. No, I am not going to sit down and watch this movie a third time. I'm really disappointed that I have come back to it after seeing the TV series. I really wish I had just left it as this bad memory in the past. But I've come back and seen how bad it was. So, Casey, over to you. M. Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. Would you watch it again? Uh, okay, so while I am new to the Avatar universe, I will post screenshots on Facebook and Instagram of my Google searches after finishing the last episode. Like, oh. quote, what the fuck happened to Zuko mom? Question mark. And I went down a rabbit hole with that. Um, But no, I would not watch The Last Airbender again. There are so many... It's just thoroughly meh. It's not like kind of emotionally scarring like, you know, Full Metal Alchemist live action was. It's not funny like it's not funny like the live action version of Mob Psycho 100. It's just bland. I said it in my elevator pitch. It's, It's like it got a frontal lobotomy. It sucked the soul out of this film. So no, I would not watch this again. I'd rather just watch another hundred minutes of the episodes. Juice though. You dealt it. We smelt it. But I gotta know. The Last Airbender from 2010. Would you watch it again? So have you guys ever like stubbed your toe Mm -hmm. and it hurt so fucking bad that you just went Mm -hmm. storming off and then fucking smacked your head against the fucking door? Yep. Yeah. That's what I fucking did when I picked The Last Airbender. No, I'm not going to fucking watch this movie again. I, unlike any of you, apparently, I watched this on Nickelodeon. I watched the first season on Nickelodeon as it came out. And I went and sucked out and now to watch what Mr. Shalomanon did to this piece oh ooh, report. I am angry as you can tell I did not speak much this entire episode just because I had that burning sensation of I'd really just stabbed my toe with a fucking hot iron so I understand that no I'm not gonna sit down and watch Avatar it's not even Avatar I'm not gonna sit down and watch The Last Airbender because it's a piece of shit movie but I recommend I'm honestly actually more pissed than now I have to go sit down and watch at least the first season of Nickelodeon's Avatar The Last Airbender just to get this out of my fucking yeah just to get it out of my fucking head so god damn it me Juice let me ask you a question uh, I don't know if you know this, but Netflix is about to make a new series of Avatar The Last Airbender. Are you going to watch that? Um, is it animated or live action? It's live action. Okay, I yeah, know. I have a lot of questions. I Is it produced in Japan? I don't know. You know what? I, I'm, if the answer is no, I don't right want now. it. The, no, this is going to be like... That really hot girl that seems fucking cool, but I just broke okay. up with a girl that was just like her, so I'm kind of like, um, can I or should I? Or probably shouldn't, also, she right? she has, like, a nine-inch dick. Right? Right. So, like, 
that's it's just too familiar maybe although i did come into this a little late so but sidetracks completely aside guys the verdict is in cinemites zero out of four of us are gonna sit down and watch the last airbender i it hurt us all m night Shyamalan really fucking solidified himself as a shitty fucking director i'm sorry man you did good shit you came out bad though so, I feel like you butthole bent us. Don't do it again. <laughs> oh, no. My butthole is now bent closed. I don't like it. So we're going to get into a new month next week. What are we getting into? Cinemites, we are taking a little summer vacation. Worry not, though. We are staying away from the silver screen to give you selections regurgitated to the small screen with Reanimator Month. <laughs> Next month, we'll tackle remakes of shows we enjoyed as children because, let's face it, Hollywood loves to human centipede nostalgia down our throats. Yeah, does. So I'm kicking off the show based on one of my favorite TGIF shows from back in the day, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Ooh. Wait, they made or a new Sabrina. one? Sabrina. Sabrina, if you're from the Bloodhound Gang. I'm so excited for fucking Salem. My favorite motherfucker, right? I know, but I didn't see him in the preview. It looks like based on the Netflix trailer that Zack Snyder and Tim Burton got a hold of it. So I'm really hoping we keep some of the camp from the 90s show that made it so lovable. Okay. You're going to have to find out next week. Juice, get ready for disappointment. Until then, guys, thanks from the bottom of our cold, dead little hearts for listening. Maybe torture a friend with our podcast. Do you have a movie you want to torture us with? Hit us up on Facebook at sh.ttycinema. Like the page while you're there. I don't know. Take off your bra. Whatever feels good. Want to yell at Jay? Hit him up on Twitter at Bad Movies, Bad People, and that's PPL. Want to help us sound better? Check out Patreon. Float us what you can. And now let's turn out the lights. Mm-hmm. Do a couple slow motion dance moves. And try to make our own jets in this bathtub, ladies. Huh?